You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind with Jess Kovic, episode number 65. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so lovely to have you. How's it going? Me, I'm doing just fine. So this week, I have been working on rebranding my Sugar Bunch Shopify site, store, business, rebranding by reevaluating the logo, the colors, the look and feel, and just thinking about how I wanted to refresh it in this next iteration of Sugar Bunch. So I'm going to share with you my entire thought process on how I got to where I'm at. And if you go to the show notes, that'll be at jesskovic.com forward slash podcast forward slash 65 for this episode's show notes. You will get to see where it's at and let me know what you think. Before we get into that, I just want to share a couple of cool things that I have come across that I think you might be interested in in the creative realm. So the first thing is that last year they had announced that Adobe was making Adobe Photoshop camera, I believe. And I got on the beta wait list for that when it was ready, they were going to let me know and it's out. So I believe you can go download it as well. It's an app and they use different, what they call lenses. And they're basically different filters, all a Snapchat, all a Facebook, TikTok, all the things, but Adobe's doing them. So they're a little bit more arty, kind of fun. I'll take a couple snaps and put them in the show notes so you can check out some of the different filters that I'm, that I think are pretty cool. Another thing I wanted to share is another app that I stumbled along while I was doing my daily scroll through TikTok. Low key would really at some point like to learn a TikTok dance, but it seems like a lot of work and I've been lazy. So I don't know, someday you'll see me do a TikTok dance. I think it's really fun. But I was scrolling through TikTok and in between my, my scrolls of people, funny, content that I was looking at, there was an ad for this app called Filmbox. And this app will take a picture of your film negatives that have not, they've been developed as negatives, but they haven't been developed into photo prints. You can take a picture with your phone and it will give you a developed version. And it blew my mind and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I immediately went and downloaded this app. FYI, it is free. There's a free trial for three days. And then I think it's $4 to pay for it. I tried it out with a couple of negatives that I had lying around the house and it it does it. It's really cool. And then it's already digital. So you can share it to your heart's content. And I know that my mom and grandma probably have boxes and boxes full of film negatives that I could hopefully extract some of these precious memories. So I am stoked about it. Probably going to pay for it. This podcast is not sponsored by a film box. If they're out there and listening, I'm open. I'm game. Let's do that. However, it's not. I just thought it was a cool app and that I'm already checking out. And then the third cool thing that I've come across that I just had to share with you is I found, I mean, I didn't find it. It's been there this whole time, but there's a tool in Adobe Illustrator that I had never used before and had seen it on occasion and didn't know what the hell it did. And now I know what the hell it does and I'm stoked to know about it, but also stoked because it fills a need that I didn't know was possible before. If you're familiar with Illustrator, and this is also true in Photoshop, they have a window, you have your stroke window, 
where you can manipulate your strokes and you can change the profile to make it a little bit more more drawn you could have it taper off on one side or you can have it fat in the middle check out your illustrator you know what i'm talking about if you don't already but the profiles you can change and you can change the end caps to where they're rounded or square in that window so i thought that was just a kind of quick and dirty way to manipulate some of your shapes a lot of times it didn't work super well because it was um, defined and you couldn't edit it. Turns out I'm a dummy or I just didn't know and you can edit it. There is a tool if you hit shift W on your keyboard in Adobe Illustrator it'll bring up the width editor and then you hover over your highlighted shape or line that you just created and you can make a little another anchor point a dot and then if you move your mouse up or down or your tablet your rocking tablet whatever using your stylus and you can manipulate the widths the widths at different points hallelujah did not know that existed if you didn't know it existed now you do now we both do and we can start using that to our heart's content to help manipulate our designs the way that we want them to hooray so i'm so glad i had the opportunity to share with you all all this information these cool apps this cool tool that i found in adobe illustrator let me know if you already knew about all these and you don't think it's that cool or if you do think it's cool i want to know that too all right now let's talk about the rebrand let's talk about sugar bunch let's talk about how i have spent the last week thinking occupying my brain with logos and brand representation for a while now i have been thinking about rebranding my sugar bunch brand and store not to another name per se but the logo, color graphics, and possibly the website, shaking that up a bit. So I've been thinking about it, thinking about it. It's been in the back of my mind. I haven't rebranded or updated the store, um, the business, in about two years, two and a half years. Last week, I shared my story, my journey with photography on the show. And the fact that the logo that is currently on the Sugar Bunch site is that of a camera because at the time I wanted to fuse in all of the things that I did creatively, photography and design, and that was gonna be reflected in the store. And those are still parts of it. I explained that I wanted the themed photo shoots to be a big part of the brand, and they are, they are, they are. However, for a while, I've been thinking that it just doesn't read at a glance. When you look at it, you don't even notice right away that's a camera. That's not a bad thing. Most logos should be subtle. But for a site that primarily sells t-shirts and clothing, apparel, accessories, art prints, creating sweet eye candy, as the tagline suggests, the camera just, it's not translating. And I feel like I've been forcing it for a little bit too long. The original logo was that logo had the camera encapsulating the word mark of Sugar Bunch. And that was in Beemio, a font designed by Joe and I know that because I had to hunt it down so I could purchase a proper license for the usage of that font, a commercial license. By the by, if you are a designer or an artist and you're using fonts, there are a ton online available for personal use. And Beemio was one of those ones where it was on different sites and you could download it and use it for personal use. But if you're using a site like Defont, D-A-F-O-N-T.com or sites that claim to be free, don't assume that you can use it commercially. Commercially meaning using it as your business logo or putting it on t-shirts, putting on any art prints, anything that you're gonna sell. That would be commercial use or using it in a video 
um, that you're attempting to make money off of. So don't assume that. And I did not assume. I went and tracked down where I could purchase the license on Lost Type and found that the designer was Joe Prince. Love the font. Actually, it was Beamio Italic. So there's a Beamio that's more straight up and down, obvious regular font. Beamio Italic came later. I have recently found that I don't think that designer is active anymore. So Joe Prince, what are you doing? Why aren't you designing? I really like that font. As much as I liked it, I think it might be time to revise and refine the logo completely. The partner font that I've used a lot on different promo things for Sugar Bunch is called Burial. And that font is from a Spanish foundry called Atipo. I'll put links to these places in the show notes so that you can check it out if you're so inclined. So Burial I've used a lot, went ahead and made a purchase from their site. Um, A Tipo asked that if you want to use the font for free for your personal use, you would just tweet or post on Facebook. And if you want to use it commercially, they have a pay what you like model starting at 10 euros because they're in Europe and you can pay more, but that, you know, gives you more peace of mind on their website. They say the license is is good for commercial use up to five users, which is fine for me because I don't have any employees. So anywho, I purchased Burial as well and I'm still vibing on Burial. There's a whole font family. It includes the thin version, the bolds, you got your italics, you got the whole, the whole family, the whole bunch. So I've been messing around with Sugar Bunch branding for a bit, kind of in my head, kind of done some sketches. I really want to hone in on my tagline, which I decided a long time ago had to do something with eye candy. Everything I do is about expression. It's from my head and heart to the pen or paper to the screen when I'm designing and onto the products. And it's expression for what I'm feeling, what I like, what I want to see mashed up in the world. And essentially everything that I do is in the eye candy category. It's shirts, it's it's the art prints. Not only is it kind of cute, just saying eye candy, it relates back to sugar, the sugar and sugar bunch. You follow me. So I just really like that pairing. So I always wanted to have that included in the tagline. So I wanted to lean into that aspect of it and have it be a little bit more straightforward to the name of sugar bunch. Of course, you don't have to have a literal name for your company. There's tons of things that are, you know, you don't question why Google is called Google. You just it's Google. You don't have to have a strong correlation. But when it came to conjuring up visuals for branding, I decided that that was a good through line for me to focus on. So candy, sugar. So eye candy, sugar, there's potential to use an eye. I'm thinking about introducing new fonts. I've been looking on Creative Market and a bunch of different font foundries to see if there's something that I wanted to purchase anew and just start fresh, or if I wanted to just reinvigorate Beamio and Burial to refresh my brand. So I did some sketching and I will take a photo of my pencil sketches and put them in the show notes so you can check it out, my thought process. But I was first thinking candy or eyes. I feel like there's a lot of brands that I see illustrators that use the eye and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like I didn't want to lean that heavily in this situation on an eyeball. It could look weird really fast. But in one iteration, I was thinking in one iteration, I was thinking of maybe it's sugar bunch, the word mark, and there's some bedazzle around the sides of it. Maybe some filigree, maybe there's some candy within the filigree, maybe it's floral, maybe it's just 
swooshes. But the more I got to think about that, the more I thought that that just wasn't saying anything. The purpose of designers versus decorators, and this is in any category, you think of, it's kind of an outdated term to say interior decorator you would say interior designer. So a designer has purpose to the visuals that they're creating. It is meaningful. There's a reason why things are aligned. There's a reason why a designer makes the choices to do different typefaces, different weights, different compositions. So that's the difference between design versus decorating when you're just adding bedazzlement. I felt like I could do that, but I didn't want to go down that road because the bedazzlement doesn't really say anything. Now, in contrast with by tagline of eye candy and sugar, it can seem frivolous, right? It can seem not meaningful, not purposeful. In fact, sometimes in my head when I am feeling either stressed out or I've been working a lot during the day and I just need a break and I want to scroll Instagram or cruise the internet and not think about it, I, in my head, say I just need some candy. That would be the non-substance social media scrolling that we do. And that's not to say I envision my brand and my business as frivolous or not purposeful, but I want it to be fun. I want it to be not serious. I want it to be, I use the term sweet a lot. I think that's generational. So I've been using the tagline, creating sweet eye candy. So it's not just sweet because it's sugar and it's candy, but it's pretty sweet because I'm a child of the 90s. So all of this just kind of tells the story of who I am as an artist and who uh, and where my business is at, where my where my head's at for my business. But anywho, I digress. Back to the rebranding, the visual rebranding. Mostly the logo is what I'm talking about in this instance. So I've started to fuck around and just think about this visual representation of eye candy and sugar bunch and how I can work that into a more refreshed logo that I feel good about, that I want to take into this next um, iteration of my business. What I know about logos from going to school, being a designer in the field and being a consumer in the world of capitalism and a lot of logos in your face. A successful logo should be simple. It should read immediately to where you know what it is But if you keep looking at it, there's a wink of what it also suggests. A really successful logo can give you that refreshing take. And people think that logos are really easy and simple to draw when you've got something like a Nike swoosh that is looks like it took two seconds for someone to do. It did not take two seconds, I'm sure. But to make a really impactful, meaningful logo that represents a whole brand and make it very clean and simplistic is really hard to do. I don't do it a ton. I do it for my things. I've done it for a handful of friends and freelance clients. It's not the main thing that I do, primarily because it's really, really hard. It's harder than a lot of people think. The other thing that I know about successful logos is that typically a logo in a landscape format is going to be more successful. This is something I remember from school. It has to do with the way your eyes fall onto a page, just the horizontal horizontal landscape nature of the world. It feels more comfortable. That doesn't mean that there aren't successful logos that are more vertical or more square. So in my head, I had that in mind. I wanted to go more landscape with it, but also not so long. Imagine if you had a brand name that was three or four more words in it, and you put that all in the landscape. That's a really long, narrow logo And you have to think about all the different applications that you would put said logo onto. 
In that case, I think a designer would probably choose to maybe stack their different words and play with, you know, melting them together into a more landscape, less wide format. Another thing that was in the back of my mind when I was thinking about the logo that I wanted to create is that we live in a social media world and I'm thinking about Instagram and I'm thinking about the bio and that little circular space that you have to represent your company, represent your your account, your profile, similar to Twitter, similar to Facebook. So how could I have an iteration that would look look good? The other thing that bothered me about my current Sugar Bunch logo is that in that little Instagram icon profile, it's kind of hard to read Sugar Bunch and it's, it doesn't fit really well. Even though it's kind of a squarish landscape designed logo, the words kind of fall off. I don't think it's super necessary to even have the words. So you could have different iterations of the logo for these instance, but what you want to do is make sure that the color, the shapes, the font, everything is really, really reading. And if that's the case, if you've established branding well enough to where those, those colors and shapes read, you could do something like a shortened version of the logo and it's just the initials and that can go into your your icon. The brand Mod Cloth, which is a clothing company, the online store, I think they have some brick and mortar locations these days. They on their Instagram account just have a big M. And obviously they have a word mark that is Mod Cloth written out, but that would be really tiny on a Instagram account bio icon. Sephora beauty company. They don't write out, they don't have the word mark Sephora in their icon. They just have that little kind of swoosh black and white black and white arc kind of resembles an S and everybody knows that they recognize it and it's all good. So I was not opposed to having different iterations of the logo that would work in different ways. So I had that in mind. Of course, there's going to be one complete version. The other rule and thing that I know about logos, successful logos, is that it needs to work in black and white. I feel like You see so many very beautiful logo designs from designers, graphic designers, illustrators that are really complex and have beautiful colors and some have gradients. And while beautiful, to me, that is not a successful logo because if you're going to print that in black and white, if the elements are really heavily reliant on color, you're going to lose something. So you have to kind of think about all of the iterations that it would appear in. For one of the dropship companies that I'm using, Printful, on the packing slips, it's a, you can have your logo printed on it. So it looks, so your branding is extended through your dropshipping and it's not in color. So it's a black and white version. So if my logo relies too heavily on very detailed color and gradients, then it is not going to be it's not going to work there. And personally, even if it does work in black and white, but it's very, very detailed and a complex illustration, to me, that's not a logo. That might be a great illustration that represents your work that maybe goes on the back of your business card, but it's not your logo. So all of that in mind, all of my experience, knowledge, my degree (laughs) trying to put to use led me down to where I'm at in trying to make a logo that works for me because that's it's my business and I have to like looking at it. It has to represent what I want it to and it needs to read so people get it. So I ditched the filigree decorative approach and I started to think about candy, sweet things that I can incorporate for that sugar and eye candy. And I was between two different directions. One of them was a kind of vintage looking candy bar wrapper, simplistic with the, the wordmark sugar bunch, sugar bunch over that 
with stripes on the side and the idea of using a lollipop or a sucker, a blow pop, if you will, even though that's a brand and not actually what it is. So a sucker. I was back and forth between the two. I had a version of the the candy wrapper where it was just SB and I figured that would be my shorter, more square version of the logo. Something about that that was just feeling still too wide and narrow. And then I started playing with this sucker idea and I got really intrigued because I was thinking about your swirly type of lollipop and I was like, oh my God, that could work for the sugar angle as it's a sucker. And it could also be a hint, a wink, a nod that suggests an eye for the eye candy. It's like the Saul Bass poster for Vertigo. I'll put it in the show notes for those of you that might not know from be familiar with that. Saul Bass is a famous graphic designer. Um, but there, it's like a swirly, uh, vortex in the middle of an eye. So I was like, oh my God, that, that could work so well. So I do have a version where I did it like that. I can't really describe why this wasn't working for me, but I think it was just too heavy on the, with the swirls, there was too much graphic that competed with the sugar bunch, the word mark. So then I started to explore a sucker that looked more like a blow pop with that, you know, circular edge, the band that goes around the sucker that is more that is kind of popped out more three dimensional, a little bit of a stylized angle. And I was like, well, let's still maybe it kind of suggests I, but I'm going to, I'm going to play with it, have it on its side. And then my mind started going and it started to look like Saturn, like Spacey. And then I started to color it with some of my purple and teal colors that I'm still, that I always vibe with. And the more I worked with this stylized shape, the more I was like, oh, it's so spacey too. And even though that's not in the name Sugar Bunch, if you're familiar with me and a lot of the art that I do, it's there's a lot of stars and spacey stuff. So that it just felt right. It felt like it fit. And it felt like a cool graphic that I could put on a shirt and it could say Sugar Bunch or it could not. And it would still be a cool thing, a cool spacey thing that feels very Jess Kovic sugar bunch. So that's where I'm landed at the moment. And I wanted to add into the logo sugar bunch by Jess Kovic because I, I want it to be very clear right now. I also feel like it's a little confusing for people to be going back and forth to both of my sites, Jess Kovic and sugar bunch. So I wanted to tie those together with the branding. So I also have been working with my Jess Kovic logo in burial as well. So as far as the typography, I went looking for something similar. So as far as the typography for the word mark, I started playing with burial because I already had it and already am using it for things just to see what it looked like. And then I went looking for a new font. I kept coming back to burial or trying to find something that was similar. And then I just stopped and was like, what am I doing? I already have it. And this is it's already a nod to what it used to be. So it's not such a harsh transition to something new and totally different. So I think I'm going to stick with burial for now. And I re and I created a wordmark for just Jess Kovic that I'm using on my website. That's in burial as well. And I made two very rounded mid-century stars, the four corner with kind of um, the concave edges of it and rounded it out a lot more because burial is a very rounded font. All the edges are rounded. So I wanted that to match. So I dotted the J in a lowercase J and the I in my, in the ick, in the, the 
the I in Kovic. So I snuck in that logo and then created the Sugar Bunch by Jess Kovic. The by Jess Kovic is smaller, so your main focus is on Sugar Bunch. I just played with all the different line weights and worked with it until it felt cohesive. And I was working in black and white because I wanted it to speak for itself in black and white before we introduced color. And then the color would be just an enhancement. So then I took it into my purples. I I do a lot of purple. So I took it into purple, but I refreshed it to be kind of a more midnight, hotter purple than I had been using in the past for Sugar Bunch and added my teal, very similar teal that I've been using. And it was looking even more spacey, which made me happy. And then I took the little star, mid-century star that I dotted my J and my I in my name. And I made those little highlight accents on the sucker. And it's all feeling really good, feeling really cohesive. Um, I haven't converted everything over on my site just yet because I just kind of finished the logo and in a place that I'm happy with. I'll put it in the show notes for you to check out. Please leave comments or tweet me, Instagram, DM me, and let me know what you think. If you have any suggestions, leave the suggestions light because I'm, I'm feeling like I'm in a good place with it, but I'm, I'm happy for feedback but I want to marinate on it a little bit before I switch everything over. That might happen in the next couple days if I sleep on it tonight in the next couple days and feel like I'm loving it. Fuck it. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Let's convert everything over. Then you'll start to see it happening on the website. Right now, as I'm sitting here recording this, I'm really happy with it. I'm feeling good. I feel like it makes sense. I feel like it reads. I feel like it'd be a cool shirt that isn't screaming the brand. I could just use the sucker portion. Posted it on Instagram. People seem to be liking it thus far. Yeah, it's a new day. It's a new um it's a it's a new era for Sugar Bunch with new fresh fresh new branding. Fresh sweet new branding. So, that is all I have for now. I'm going to go marinate on this logo. Leave me comments, let me know what you think. I'll give you an update probably next week if I feel like I needed to update it or change it or shake it up a little bit, adjust after I've marinated, or if I'm like, this bitch is done and we're putting it on the website. Stay tuned. I know you're going to be on the edge of your seat until then. So don't fall off and take care of yourselves, please, and everybody else. Wear a mask and we'll talk next week. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at jess underscore kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.